Well, today I'm here with the multi-talented entrepreneur, Jason Swank. And I first became aware of him through one of his podcasts called the Smart Agency Masterclass. And I love this podcast because it was chock full of meaty, practical advice for agency owners to grow and scale. And listen, I know a lot of you are not agency owners and would find that particular podcast not so relevant, but I brought him on today to talk not about marketing agency growth, but the role that content marketing has played in his successful growth of several different business ventures. Welcome to Content Marketing Engineered, your source for building trust and generating demand with technical content. Here's your host, Wendy Covey. Hi, and welcome to Content Marketing Engineered. On each episode, I'll break down an industry trend, challenge, or best practice in marketing to technical audiences. You'll meet colleagues and industry friends of mine who will stop by to tell you their stories. And my goal is that you leave each episode feeling inspired and ready to take action. Before we jump in, I'd like to give a quick shout out to True Marketing. True is a content marketing agency based in beautiful Austin, Texas, and serves companies focused in technical industries. For more information, visit truemarketing.com. And now on with our podcast. Welcome to the show, Jason. Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear about your journey in looking through LinkedIn. Boy, you've done a bunch um, of different things in your career. You've been a web developer when you first started out, all the way to agency owner to agency coach. So maybe let's start there. Let, tell us a little bit more about your career path. Yeah, you know, I, I graduated from Florida State um, in the 90s, <laughs> a long time ago. And I got a job like everybody in a computer degree with like one of the big five. So I worked for Arthur Anderson as a computer programmer and I just hated it and I wasn't good at it. And, um, but I was lucky at the time, one of my friends uh, looked like Justin Timberlake. And so I created a fake band, fake website called in shit. And then people started asking me to design websites. And so that's how I became a web developer and then a web designer and then an agency owner. It was all by accident. And then I was fortunate enough to be able to sell the agency many years ago. And then people start reaching out to me and be like, Hey, how'd you work with LegalZoom and Itachi and how'd you grow it and all that. And so started putting stuff out for that. So that's kind of my journey, but you know, it took me many years to figure out the content marketing game uh, as well. Right? Like I used to think, and I think a lot of people think, Content marketing is just writing a blog post, right? Yeah. It, well, like, oh, maybe it sort of started that way in some people's mind, like the WordPress <laughs> one site blog. Oh. Yeah. And, and I always just, and the thing is, is I, the only thing I really ever learned in school is to communicate, but how to outsource. Mm -hmm. So I always paid people to do my work, uh -oh. right? So uh -huh. like grammar and writing, like, I'm horrible at it. But like, <laughs> back then, everybody's like, you got to do content marketing, blah, blah, blah. And I was horrible at it. And it, I was lucky enough that I was like, let me try to do a video. And let me try to like, once I discovered what a podcast was, uh, let me do a podcast. And then that opened up my eyes. I was like, oh, I can do all this rich media content. Mm -hmm. where it's not like I'm hiring someone to go write for me because you never know if someone like wrote the book 
or wrote this article, like you can go hire someone to do that. But sure. if I did a video or where they heard my audio, they know like, they would get to know me and understand my personality. Yeah. And then um, how, how did you develop a good system for taking that rich content and then multi, you know, repurposing in different ways and turning that into the blog later on? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Um, so when I, I hired uh, Stacy, our director of happiness, many, many moons ago, I originally brought her in to fix all my bad grammar. <laughs> right. And what a fun job. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I'm sure she probably hated that. Um, but I, I was like, well, we can take this podcast interview that we've done and you can listen to it. And why don't you create kind of cliff notes uh, to the podcast? Because there's certain people that want to listen. There's certain people that want to read. So let me go after both of them. And so, you know, she started listening to all of them. And the cool thing that happened was she started listening to all of them. So then she understands the framework, the methodology. She knows more than I do. Yeah. Right. That's what she says. And I think that's true. Um, and so that in turn created a blog post. And then we started a couple of years ago thinking, well, if people are ADD like me and they don't have the attention span of a gnat, um, why don't we create some micro content? Why don't we take little audio clips and then look at some of our, our videos that we do and create little video clips less than a minute so we can mm -hmm. run them on Instagram or put them on YouTube and have like the little transcripts below and a title on the top. So we started doing that like three years ago and a lot more people actually started listening to those <laughs> than anything else. And I asked him, I was like, why do you want, why do you, if you like these, why don't you listen to the full show? He's like, well, you give all the good stuff away in this. I was like, well, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to, <laughs> that's funny. So, so when you look at your numbers on who reads your blog post, let's say for any given podcast episode, you have the episode itself, the blog post about the episode, and then you have the micro content, right? That you're sharing on social. So what I'm hearing is you get the most volume of people listening to the micro content, and then it kind of goes downward from there. And then the super engaged people are on the podcast. Yeah. Well, the, the people, and it's kind of goes through a swing. Like right now, um, listening to podcasts is a little, it's starting to swing back up. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, oh my God, I'm losing it. And this was right around the, the COVID and lockdown and all that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, people aren't able to travel. People aren't able to commute. So they're all at home. So they're watching more videos than podcasts. But now the, the podcast, once you can... And here's the deal when I'll, I'll kind of go back to what I was saying about the micro content gets more in the very beginning. It does right. The micro content will hook people and then they'll want to be able to subscribe. And then when they are traveling or, you know, in my cases, you know, my kids swim or a track. So you watch them for like 10 seconds and then you're waiting around for four hours. <laughs> oh and yeah. Track meets are the worst as a parent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Painful. <laughs> Yeah. And so that's when I'll, I'll listen to all the podcasts. Uh -huh. like, so I don't have to talk to the annoying parents, um, you know, sitting next to me. I'll be like, I'm on the call. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Right. And I think a lot of people are that way. So once they can 
kind of indoctrinate them, mm-hmm. then that macro, you know, that macro content can grow. And yeah. the podcasting, you know, like we're doing now, I think is the best form of content you can actually do because you can slice it up in so many different ways. You can even use it as a, <clears throat> a strategy for a sales strategy because you get to know people and then they'll be like, oh, well, can you help me with X? Yeah, we should collaborate. Sure. Very good. Well, tell me, so what about your website today? Tell me about how fresh you keep your content, how much of it is video versus blogging or print. What, what's your approach these days to that? Yeah, I mean, it's a mix, right? So um, we've, we've got a really good schedule now for a podcast where when we record a podcast, that episode goes a year later. That's how far in advance wow. we have them. And we only do interviews in the spring and the fall mm-hmm. and the winter and the summer I take off, um, which is kind of nice. Right. So and I think that's an insurance policy for, for my family and uh, for our, our team <laughs> that works with us. Right. And so if I ever do anything stupid and they kill me, they're good for a while. <laughs> they have a runway, runway of content. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, the website's a mix and we, we put out two podcasts a week, uh, every week. We don't miss, we don't miss a week other than I think the week of Christmas. So 51 weeks. Um, so what, 102 shows or something like that, um, a year. Uh, and then each podcast has the audio as well as, uh, the, the cliff note version. And then sometimes if it's a really big name, like a Seth Godin or a Gary V, we'll put the video on there as well. And then all the videos on our website are really on our social media and YouTube channels um, or behind a, uh, an email wall where they have to opt in and then they go through like a video free video course or stuff like that. Um, but it's a, it's a mix, right? Um, and then as you just keep building it, you know, we've been doing the podcast for six years now and we used to just do a show a week until this year and so you just have so much content but the one thing i'll tell everybody is like a a hack not a hack but a good strategy to do is go back into your analytics look at your most popular um content mm-hmm. and then make sure you do a refresh of it and see what the call to action and make sure there's a call to action that's what a lot of people Absolutely. actually <laughs> miss out on is they don't have a call to action on this amazing content um, which just blows my mind. And then the other thing I'll tell you is look in your category section of your podcast or your blog post, and don't just have the, the BS categories, right? Like marketing, email, like start with, like, if you look at ours, it's like, let's scale your agency. Let's generate more leads. Like it's something that they want. Let's, you know, like sell my agency. Mm-hmm. And so you can actually send them to those sections without, you know, because no one cares about your keywords or the <laughs> stupid, you know, categories. Right. Are you writing for the human or writing for the search engine algorithm? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I, what I appreciated when I stumbled upon you and, and I didn't do so by social, it really was through your podcast library, but it was, your titles were so easy. So as an agency owner, I was able to go look for, you know, the thing that interested me the most, you know, um, whether it was pricing or acquisitions or whatever, I could jump to that, those uh, titles and, and listen. And, and within the first five minutes, get a pretty good handle on whether or not it was relevant to me. And then 
hop on the treadmill or, or rowing machine. That's when I usually do mine. So I love the rowing machine. I do too. I can literally, when I'm doing the rowing machine, I can move it across the room. Oh my gosh. That's my goal. Like I want to okay. Uh, that's a challenge. You've thrown it down. All right. <laughs> I got to work on my pools. Um, well, for those listening that are not podcasters today, that are maybe still blogging and writing, let's say, some white papers and case studies, and that's the extent of their content marketing, give me a pitch on why podcasts or if it makes sense for everyone to do a podcast. I think if, if you're really serious about marketing and growing your business or promoting your business, if you don't have a podcast, you're literally missing out on 80% of the business out there. Right. I was, uh, I was speaking to now this was agency owners and I look at agency owners as the innovators, the, the early adopters. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I was in New York. I was speaking to about 800 agencies and I asked, I said, how many of you have a podcast? There's like five or 10 people wow. that stood up. Wow. And I was like, look around the room about the opportunity. Now, these are the innovators, right? And your audience is, I'm not saying you're not the innovators. I just look at agencies as kind of the, the first people to do it. Yeah. And they're on top of marketing. And I look at if you're not doing a podcast, you're missing out so much. Because look, it can hit in so many different channels. The people you interview could become your client. You create amazing content that's always fresh because it's someone else's perspective. And then you can slice it up in a thousand different ways. I could take one podcast and create... 10 pieces of content, 20 pieces of content if I want. Um, you know, audio files, video files, quotable moments, which I call Frank the Tank moments from old school, right? Um, you can create the cliff notes. Like you're just missing out. Like I, and a lot of people, podcasting is great to start because you don't have to worry about video. A lot of people are scared to get on video because they're like, I don't like to look at me. Uh, but then they'll be like, I don't like to listen to me. I don't listen to, I hate my voice. <laughs> I don't listen to it. But it's amazing when you go into a particular niche conference for, and your, your podcast should be geared to an audience, the same like as your website, not generalist. People will come up to you like they've known you for years. Then there's no selling. There's, there's absolutely no selling. It's like people asking you. Yeah, um, I know this person already. Really yeah, they have credibility. Um, so, you know, you and I, um, as hosts of our podcasts are kind of representing our companies, right? We're the spokesperson. And so I think about a technical company and they have subject matter experts, right? That are deeply technical. And, um, so I find this an interesting thing that companies grapple with is, do we have the executive as a spokesperson, the marketing person, or perhaps that technical genius, you know, that they set up as their spokesperson. It, it could be all above. Uh, there's a great company, uh, still a great company, uh, Lead Pages, right? They're a landing page software. And one of my friends, Tim Page, was the host for, me, for many, many years. Didn't own Lead Pages, but he was the host. And he would just cover people that uses their software and do case studies. Be like, hey, how did you get a hundred and 50% raise in your revenue by doing <clears throat> this page, right? Um, and then he left and then they brought in someone else. But I, I truly think like um, the model that like Gary Vaynerchuk tells businesses to do, I think that's the one to do for, especially the people with executives and technical people, use all of them. 
mm-hmm. and have all these different personalities, yeah. you know, rotate throughout the podcast or as a group, right? Like one of, uh, one of our, our clients, um, tier 11, Ralph Burns, they have one of the best, uh, Facebook, uh, they call it a perpetual, um, perpetual traffic. I can't remember. I can't remember the podcast name, <clears throat> but per- perpetual traffic, I think it's called by digital marketer. And, and so they rotate and they have many people from different companies talking about these strategies as the hosts. And then they bring in guests occasionally as well. So hmm. there's, there's many, many options. It doesn't have to just be one person. Yeah, I think that's good advice. And um, just having a consistent strategy of what, what this podcast is about, what is the subject matter? Is it, you know, who is the audience and always having that person in mind so you don't lose that if you're going to change who's hosting because that host i feel like is that ultimate content creator that's anchoring the strategy and the direction of that show so it'd be something to consider and you mentioned something it's like north star like the direction you know your your company should have a north star right and core values right so you can bring anybody in that believes in those and they'll be a different perspective but it will follow what the podcast is really meant for, right? So like our podcast, our whole North Star or our vision or our why is to create a resource we wish we had. So that's how we make decisions on everything, right? Because I was an agency. I was like, I was always looking for advice on different things. And it was just me. And I couldn't go to my competitors because they would always be like, everything's peachy. Sure. I was like, why am I such a piece of crap? I can't figure this out. So I wanted to create something that could share that, right? And let people know that they're not alone. So I could bring in Stacy. I could bring in whoever. They'll have a different little voice, but it will still be the direction of the, you know, the show that needs to go. Yeah. And, and, and so you're facilitating peer-to-peer advice, like peer-to-peer networking, and you've created a community because of that. And I know you guys also consult formally with agencies, but I think in this casual way that you built this community is just a, a wonderful gift. And I'm sure that you learn from it as well. So it's just all the way around and it's a good model that, that I try to emulate on this show too. So All the time. And the coolest thing is, is you can talk to people that would never give you the time of day, right? I think if you're a marketer, we all know Seth Godin. I had him on the show. I literally emailed him. And I was like, hey, I'd love you to come on the show. Okay. And I had like 45 minutes to ask him anything I wanted. Do you How think? fun. Right? Like, do you think <laughs> awesome. if I just called him up, Hey, like, and I get this all the time. Hey, I just want to pick your brain, which means I want you to give me free advice, right? Yeah, (laughs) but that's a tough one. (laughs) Yeah, it's very tough. But a podcast allows you to chat with all these amazing people. Yeah, great. Well, I bet those listening are getting pretty excited maybe about starting a podcast. So um, any advice for uh, resources out there? If someone wants to go do some research to come up with their own podcasting plan? Yeah, you know, the, the um, Pat Flynn was the reason why I started um, podcasting. Um, and he has a great podcast called The Smart Passive Income. Mm-hmm. Hate the name, right? Because there's no such thing as passive income. <laughs> right. Um, but he's the most generous, most brilliant person. 
Um, and he has great free resources as well as paid resources. And no, I'm not an affiliate. I don't get any kickbacks or anything like that. Um, but, you know, he helped me start my podcast and it's a great resource to go. Yeah, that's a good one. I'll, I'll add another. When I was doing my research, I, I think I, not Googled, but I went on Apple and I said how to start a podcast. And I found one by Buzzsprout. And it walked, what I loved about it is not only was it just step by step by step, but it would say, okay, pick between this software or this one, pick between this microphone and this one. And it wasn't just, well, let's leave things very vague. It's so it, you know, you don't have a lot of time when you're an entrepreneur and or small business owner. So it was just nice to be able to cut through and make some decisions pretty quickly. So uh, yeah, or, or, or you could hire a company and do it. There's many companies now yeah. that will set up everything for you. Um, yeah. So there's, there's no excuse. I mean, there's even an app. I think uh, I tested out many, many years ago called Anchor. Like you literally just record your voice and then it uploads and it creates it everywhere. So now it puts a, their advertisement all over it, but. <laughs> there's that. <laughs> all right. Well, people, you heard it. No excuses. Starting up a podcast can be done and there's a lot of benefits to doing it. So um, thank you, Jason, for sharing your wisdom. And if people want to connect with you, where can they do that? Best way, go to jasonswank.com. Uh, Swank is spelled with an E, so S-W-E-N-K. So jasonswank.com and they have links to everything there. All right. And to close us out, what do you always say to end your show? Swank it. All right. <laughs> Thanks for being on. That URL works too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to try that right now. <laughs> Visit truemarketing.com slash podcast for notes and resource links from today's episode. While you're there, learn other ways to grow your business with content marketing from educational resources such as self-paced training to hands-on services by the expert True Marketing team. You can also order my book, also named Content Marketing Engineer. Thanks and have a great day.